1: It's Monday, April 18th. I'm Travell Anderson.
0: And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What A Day, reminding you of the 1099 WAD form you need to include in your tax returns as a listener of this podcast.
1: Yes, and I am sending up a prayer for all of you who have not yet done your taxes.
0: (laughs) This feels very personal because I have not yet done my taxes. (laughs)
1: On today's show, we talk about a rare scheduled execution in South Carolina by firing squad. plus Florida rejected dozens of potential math textbooks because of critical race
0: theory. Question mark? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need more of an explanation there. But first, let's bring you the latest from Ukraine, where the fate of the southern port city of Mariupol hangs in the balance. So, Travel, can you catch us up?
1: Yes. So, for seven weeks, the city of Mariupol has been one of the main sites of the worst of Russia's invasion into Ukraine. There was a maternity hospital that was hit by an airstrike in the opening weeks of the war, there was the theater that civilians had been using as a shelter that was Also leveled. In total, at least 21,000 people have been killed in Mariupol alone, according to Ukrainian estimates, and there are over 100,000 civilians still in the city suffering from food and water shortages. And while Ukrainian forces have been a lot more successful at holding their ground than many expected, reports are now saying that Mariupol is likely to fall to Russian forces soon. There is apparently just one pocket of resistance left in the city, an estimated 2,500 Ukrainian fighters and 400 foreign mercenaries are holed up in a steel mill in the city. On Sunday, Moscow gave them a midday deadline to surrender, saying that those who did would be, quote, guaranteed to keep their lives and, quote, all those who will continue resistance will be destroyed.
0: That sounds terrifying. So how did Ukraine respond to that ultimatum? So as it's par for
1: the course, they rejected it. They've done that for all of the other ultimatums that Russia has presented them with thus far. On Sunday, Ukraine's Prime Minister, Denys Shmihal, even said on ABC's This Week that while they are prepared to end the war through diplomacy, if possible, they, quote, do not have intention to surrender. Here's more of what he said. We will not... Uh, surrender. We will not leave our country, our families, our land. So we will fight absolutely till the end, till the win in this world. As of our recording at 9.30 Eastern on Sunday night, Russia's deadline had passed, but there haven't been reports of violence in Mariupol just yet. However, Russia did increase its aerial attacks throughout the rest of Ukraine over the weekend as retaliation for the Ukrainian missile attack that sank the flagship of Russia's Black Sea Fleet last week. In addition to the cities of Kramatorsk and Kharkiv, the capital of Kiev was of particular focus, with Russia attacking an ammunition plant Saturday night using precision-guided missiles. This all is said to be in preparation for an all-out offensive in the coming days as Russia attempts to take control of the Donbass, which is Ukraine's eastern industrial region, which means the overall death toll of the war is definitely sure to increase. That is the update on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and we'll continue to bring you more info as it develops.
0: Thanks, Travel. Now turning to some news about capital punishment in America. Later this month, a man named Richard Moore in South Carolina is scheduled to become the fourth person executed in the United States this year. He was convicted for a 1999 killing of a convenience store clerk. Moore was given the option of being killed by the electric chair or by firing squad. Last Friday, he announced that he chose the firing squad. So on April 29th, three volunteer correctional officers will shoot him, aiming at his heart.
1: My Lord have mercy on me. It Mm -hmm. seems like execution by firing squad is, you know, a little much, but also pretty unusual, I think. Mm -hmm, Is that mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Up until this point, only three people have been executed by firing squad since 1976, when the death penalty was once again ruled constitutional after a short nationwide ban. All of those people have been in Utah, and they're few and far between. The last one was in 2010. In fact, only four states even authorized the firing squad as a method of execution. And even among the states that do, only three people on death row have selected it. In 1996, a man on death row named John Taylor chose the firing squad, quote, to make a statement that Utah was sanctioning murder.
1: Wow. So if it's so rare and will obviously be painful. Why is Mr. Moore choosing to do it?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. And the answer really highlights the politics and legal complications of the death penalty in this moment. So last year, South Carolina passed a law that required those on death row to choose between the electric chair and the firing squad. And Moore said in a statement that he only picked the firing squad because he was forced to make a choice. But he added that both methods were, quote, two unconstitutional methods of execution. For years, the vast majority of the people executed in South Carolina and across the country were killed by lethal injection. But in recent years, it's been harder and harder for states to get their hands on the drugs necessary for that method of execution. So due to their, quote, frustration over the difficulties surrounding lethal injection, the state passed this law, electric chair or firing squad. Those are your choices. Wow. Okay.
1: Interesting decision-making on behalf Mm -hmm. of South Carolina, but that is my state, so I guess I can't talk too much about it.
0: You can. You can especially (laughs) talk about it because it's your state.
1: Right. So now tell me, why has it become so much harder to even get these drugs necessary for lethal injection?
0: It's really a combination of, like, PR troubles and legal strategy. So many anti-death penalty advocates have tried to eliminate capital punishment by making it harder to execute people. And part of that strategy has included decreasing the availability of these drugs drugs plus pharmaceutical companies began making it harder for states to get their hands on these drugs since they didn't want to be associated with killing people that makes sense to me I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want to be associated with killing people this resulted in states literally buying these deadly drugs illegally on the black market like from someone's trunk that they found on like Craigslist I mean it was very dark and now as we see here states are resorting to just different methods of killing people
1: So people seem really upset about the firing squad and they see it as inhumane. And I'm inclined to agree. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is inhumane. Capital punishment is inhumane. In order to punish Richard Moore for killing South Carolina, is going to pay three people to kill him. I mean, it makes no sense. It's absolutely horrific. It's unimaginable. But I must say I'm not sure it's any worse to shoot him than it is to kill him via lethal injection. And the firing squad is definitely better than the electric chair. In fact, the state senator who proposed the firing squad as an alternate method is a Democrat who called the electric chair, quote, "...an extraordinarily gruesome, horrendous process where they essentially catch on fire and don't die immediately." Even lethal injection might be more painful than the firing squad, to be honest. Well, traditionally lethal injection has been thought of as, like, more humane, there's been a lot of pushback over the years against that idea. Basically, lethal injection paralyzes the person being executed. So they're in pain, but others can't tell they're in pain. Mm. And it can take, like, 15 minutes or more for them to die. In fact, a few years ago, it took one guy 43 minutes to die via lethal wow. injection. 43 minutes. So is this bad? Is a firing squad bad? Yes. But it's all bad. It's all absolutely awful. And the truth is, capital punishment is less popular than it ever has been. Recent Gallup polls show it has the lowest support it's since the early 1970s. And in recent years, fewer than 50 people per year have been sentenced to death, about one-sixth of what it was in the 1990s.
1: So as far as Richard Moore's scheduled execution, what's the status of the effort to stop it?
0: His lawyers have asked the state Supreme Court to delay it while another court investigates whether both methods offered to him are cruel and unusual punishment. And also so the U.S. Supreme Court could theoretically determine if his death sentence was disproportionate to his crime. But these appeals are like basically impossible, right? They're extremely, extremely, extremely unlikely to be successful, And chances are that Richard Moore will be executed by the state of South Carolina in the near future. Mm -hmm. So we'll keep you up to date on that as it develops, but that's the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads.
1: Now let's wrap up with some headlines.
0: Headlines.
1: In devastating news, there were three mass shootings in the U.S. over the weekend. Two of them were in South Carolina and the other was in Pennsylvania. On Saturday, a gunman opened fire at a shopping mall in South Carolina's capital, Columbia. Nine people were shot and five were injured as they fled the scene. Thankfully, none of the victims faced life-threatening injuries and police have arrested a suspect. But the state had no time to catch its breath because the very next day, another mass shooting took place at a nightclub in Hampton County, just 90 miles south of the Columbia Mall. Authorities are still investigating this one, but as of our recording, we know that at least nine people were injured and authorities have yet to make an arrest. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, gunfire erupted at a house party early Sunday morning, killing two minors and leaving eight people injured. It's believed there were multiple shooters involved, although no arrests have been made there either. According to the Gun Violence Archive, these events bring the national total of mass shootings this year to 139, and they come just days after President Biden unveiled a new policy to crack down on ghost guns in hopes of reducing gun violence nationwide.
0: On Sunday, protesters across several Palestinian territories gathered to demand the release of thousands of Palestinians currently being held in Israeli jails. These demonstrations were part of Palestinian Prisoner's Day, an annual occasion dedicated to showing solidarity with these detainees, many of whom are being held indefinitely without charge or trial. This year's Prisoner's Day comes after Israeli police forcefully entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem twice over the weekend, detaining and injuring hundreds of Palestinians, Police first entered the compound on Friday and detained hundreds of people during their early morning prayers. Videos of the incident show officers using tear gas and stun grenades at the holy site and it's the most violent confrontation the mosque has seen in nearly a year. Israeli police entered the site again on Sunday and according to Palestinian medical officials, at least 19 people were injured in that confrontation. The Al-Aqsa raids come amid a wave of violent clashes in the West Bank between Israeli police and Palestinians. Over the past month, there have been four attacks by Palestinians in different Israeli cities, which have left 14 people dead, and at least 22 Palestinians have been killed while Israeli police have ramped up their raids of Palestinian cities and villages.
1: In Wisconsin, the system that lets people entrench party power for years on end is working just as the founding fathers never intended it. The state's conservative Supreme Court voted on Friday to adopt gerrymandered maps drawn by Republicans who control the legislature, reversing its earlier decision in favor of maps drawn by the state's Democratic governor. The U.S. Supreme Court had overruled that earlier decision. Their objections centered on whether Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers is a addition of a new majority black assembly district was required under the federal voting rights act in their friday ruling the wisconsin supreme court said the governor had failed to justify this inclusion leading the justices to prefer the republican maps which they described as quote race neutral notably where the map drawn by evers added an assembly district with the black majority the republican map removed one the new maps will effectively lock in Republican majorities in the state house until the next time redistricting happens in Wisconsin. Evers called the state Supreme Court's decision, quote, an unconscionable miscarriage of justice for which the people of this state will see no reprieve for another decade. Also in election news, Trump endorsed the author of Hillbilly Elegy and salt-of-the-earth venture capitalist J.D. Vance in his Ohio primary race for senator. Before the 2016 election, Vance criticized Trump and called him, quote, cultural heroine. But since then, like so many other Republicans who want to be in power, he decided that cultural heroin is actually awesome.
0: Isn't that convenient? <laughs> Suddenly you need something from Donald Trump and he seems pretty great. J.D. Vance, no ethics, no shame. That should be uh, his campaign slogan. Indicating that they came away with a very different interpretation of the Pythagorean theorem than the rest of us did, Florida officials from the Department of Education said they had rejected 54 math textbooks from next year's school curriculum, citing references to critical race theory as one of the motivating factors. Educators submitted a total of 132 textbooks. The Education Department also listed, quote, Inclusions of Common Core and the unsolicited addition of social emotional learning and mathematics as reasons for rejecting textbooks, but didn't provide any examples in a press release last Friday. Florida banned the teaching of critical race theory last summer and prohibited, quote, Theories that distort historical events. That ban seems to imply that there is just one version of history, and if that were true, I would like that version to reflect that Florida officials are stupid and racist. <laughs> Florida's square governor, Ron DeSantis, said of his department's action, "quote It seems that some publishers attempted to slap a coat of paint on an old house built on the foundation of Common Core and indoctrinating concepts like race essentialism, especially, bizarrely, for elementary school students. Again, there is no evidence anywhere that writers of math textbooks slimped in race essentialism next to multiplication tables. Ron DeSantis is just asking us to take his word for it. A request that is far more offensive than anything students are learning about in schools.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how you include critical race theory in a math
0: textbook. No.
1: And mm-hmm. so all of this is super questionable.
0: I feel like it's like the pictures that they have in math textbooks of like two kids playing hopscotch. <laughs> it's like maybe two of them are black. I don't know. Like I literally don't even understand what any of this is. I don't even get it.
1: It doesn't make much sense, but, you know, no offense, but Florida Harley ever makes Really, sense. truly.
0: And you know that if it were really bad, like, they would have put the examples in the press release. Right. <laughs> but instead, they were like, no, it was just, like, trust us. Right. It's crazy.
1: And those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, get those taxes in, and tell your friends to listen.
0: And if you're into reading and not just banned math textbooks like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. So check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Travell Anderson. And And keep keep looking looking for for your 1099 1099 wad.
1: Yes, you got to get that tax
0: break. Okay, honey. Get it. If you find that form, you actually don't have to pay taxes at all.
1: (laughs) Now everyone's looking for it. (laughs) Yeah.